This is Austin Peterson, back with episode number three of the Peterson Pedaling Podcast. I know it's been a really long wait for the podcast, and I wasn't really planning on making another one because there wasn't a lot of racing. Well, there has been no racing, and I mainly wanted to do race breakdowns, but I've gotten some requests to make another podcast. People have been asking me, where's the podcast? I want to hear it. I guess I'm flattered people enjoy listening to me talk. What a shocker. For this episode, we're doing no mic, just recording on the iPhone 7 that I sat down on my bed here. Amazing production quality. I know. Let me know how you like it. Maybe I'll go back to the mic. We'll see. Either way, I think it still sounds pretty bad, but time will tell, I guess. Episode number three. Let's get it. I'm really excited. Hopefully, I'll start making more. See you in a second. And we're back. Episode number three. Not sure what this one is going to be titled yet. I'm thinking maybe lucky number three. Maybe this should rub off some luck with COVID-19. I don't know. This podcast is kind of just going to be a jumble of ideas. Whatever pops in my head, we're going to talk about it. Obviously, got to address the elephant in the room. COVID-19, coronavirus. How's that been going? For me personally... It's been okay, obviously not loving being at home, but I do have a couple of insights for cyclists that I think, especially being a cyclist, we're used to training alone, and in this time, I've been able to get a lot of high-quality training in to ramp up my volume, and if you really want to become an elite-level cyclist, it's all about building up your volume, and I've been able to bang out 20-hour weeks, 20-hour-plus weeks pretty consistently. Because it's really my main focus. Obviously, I'm still focused on my academics. But there's just a lot less now. It's a lot easier at home. So that's the big number one takeaway of this for me, at least. Is that I'm able to train so much more now. And a lot of people, they're struggling with motivation to train. Because there is no racing. And obviously, that's really frustrating. I mean, a lot of people use racing to have motivation. And losing racing for me... I wouldn't say it's a motivation issue. It's definitely upsetting. But I'm just motivated to be faster for myself and to be faster because I'm obviously a aspiring professional athlete. I hope to break into the ranks one day. And when racing got canceled, yeah, it was upsetting. But now it's like, I just have more time to train. And I love riding my bike. So for the people who don't love riding their bike and just want to perform at races, and I have a balance of both. But they've been struggling. But for me... And I hope other people listening to the podcast can take this insight that I'm trying to dish out here is that now is a great time to train. You also have a time to experiment with stuff you haven't done before. Like if you want to add in some strength training, you've been nervous during race season. Well, now, guess what? No risk. Obviously, there's little risk that you can get hurt from strength training. But if you want to throw it in, cautiously add it to your daily or twice-weekly Training regimen, go ahead and do it. Maybe go to something else. Maybe try some running, try some swimming. I'm hoping to get on the run. Not on, yeah, going to get in some running shoes pretty soon. Trying some running just to do something a little fresh. Something new here. I also love swimming, but it's kind of hard to go to pools right now, obviously. Anyway, though, basically the message I'm trying to get across here is if you want to be an elite level cyclist and you're struggling with motivation right now, now is the time to train. You've got to put in the hours right now because a lot of people are going to be doing it 
And for me, I'm a little behind on the national level. I kind of got to this game a little late volume-wise. And I've just been ramping, 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 pushing through it, going at it hard. And I've been having a great time. I've really seen the adaptation in the last finishing up, I guess, eight weeks now, being able to train at a really high level. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what that does to my numbers. And my, uh, I don't know how many of you guys use Trading Peaks to listen to this podcast, but my CTL just measures your fitness. It's gone way up, which I'm really happy about. Maybe a little too high, but not a little too, no, not that you can make it too high. Just I've gotten it higher than it would be like in race season. Like abnormally high. Like usually I wouldn't expect to hit this because I'd be tapering for races. But now because... I have infinite training right now. We have no idea when the next race is going to be. April 30th, USAC's coming out to let us know. But as of recording, what's the date today? I don't, I don't even know. It's, uh, oh, Monday, the 27th of April. Great, so we're waiting three more days. Yeah, training. Great, okay, got that one out of the way. Number two, Swift Racing. If you haven't started Swift, I think, I mean, this is what everyone's been saying. Yeah, start Swift. It's great. It's inside. The racing. I've been doing the driveway races. Those races are awesome. They're super fun. I love it. Obviously, it's not the same as running your bike outside. But Swift racing, it's a completely different animal. And I think it's better training almost than normal racing in a sense. At least for road. Mountain biking and cross, two disciplines I do a lot. You go from the gun and you just hold it. Whereas road racing, it's a really tactical game. And you... Kind of start out easy and you really, you choose when you want to go hard. Whereas Swift racing, it's like a mountain bike or cross race, just from the gun. I mean, your first five minutes are so hard. And then you settle in like your threshold, just under threshold. So it's fantastic training from that standpoint. So yeah, number two, do Swift racing. All right. Number three from uh, my COVID-19 coronavirus takeaways. I didn't even announce that we were going to do this. That was kind of my plan. Man, these are super organized. Uh, number three, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even know what's going to. Oh yeah, Texas weather. First of all, Texas weather has been amazing. We have been blessed to have this amazing weather to go outside. Because if if it would be rainy and cloudy every day, yeah, this would be a completely different situation or game for me right now. But go outside, enjoy nature. The mountain bike trails are in fantastic shape. Just maintain social distancing. Also, time. You know, if you wanna. Do some trail work, maintain your local trails, be a good steward of the sport, maybe add some features if they're allowed. I don't know, check with your local trail community first or organization, whatever, I don't know. Okay, number four, another big takeaway I have here. So I, like I say, like I came up with the idea, but before drive, so driveway, they put on obviously driveway. Well, I think it's lifetime events. I'm not, no, no, no. Driveways presented by lifetime. Is it Holland Racing? Okay, whoever puts on driveway, I'm very sorry if anyone from driveways listening to this. You guys are amazing race promoters. I'm just sorry I can't remember your name right now. But whoever puts them on, or driveway series, maybe that's what they're called, they are making, well, it actually ends on April 30th. But they're having a gravel TT on Strava, which I think is a fantastic idea to get some racing in. Not racing, but so, so it's perfect idea. Socially distance because it's a time trial on Strava and you just have a certain window.
to complete it. So it's over by Bastrop. It's called the Old Sayers Gravel TT. One segment's like 10, 15 minutes, and then there's like 40 minutes to an hour, I think. And they're doing top pr prizes to top three men and women. I think that's a really cool idea. I was kind of thinking the same thing too. Like, what if you just have a TT where people can come and do it and then they record it? So that's another way to stay motivated to train for a Strava TT. I mean, it's not as... I mean, those are pretty legit. I mean, I saw Stefan did it. So, I mean, Stefan's a god, guys. He has the KO on Mount Bellaway. Super prestigious. Anyway, also, just Strava in general. I've been having a lot of fun. I've had a lot of time to go KOM hunting. And even if you're not, you know, motivated to go get KOMs, at least just go and try to get PRs. I'm trying to get PRs on Hill of Life, Slaughter Creek. I'm really, really working for it. Or um, Lost Creek. KOM, that Phil Guyman, Lawson Craddock has the KOM. Yeah, I'm not getting that KOM, but I can still go for a PR. I really want to go sub four in it. So the big takeaway here is just trying to find other ways besides racing to stay motivated. And if you're really race hungry, like me, you can do these Strava TTs, hunt for KOMs, go for PRs on Strava segments. And so what phrase? And if you're not in, I know some people aren't in Strava. And also... Now's a great time to get Strava, honestly. If you don't upload your ride to Strava, it doesn't count. I didn't make the rule. It's just like the rule. Come on. If it's not on Strava, you didn't ride. Everyone knows that. All right. Just came back for round two. Thought of some more ideas to bounce off the podcast before we wrap this one up. Hopefully in the future we can do some Q&A or I'll make a real podcast outline. Yeah, imagine that. Maybe if I got like a sponsor... Yeah, it's not going to happen. But anyway, Cross. Guys, Cross is coming. It's uh, it's not even May yet. But for a lot of mountain bikers in Texas especially, mountain bike season is over and it's not coming back till fall. Now is a perfect time to get a cross bike or even race cross on your mountain bike. I know me personally, I don't ride my cross bike enough. I've been riding it recently because I've had this realization that I'm going to explain to you. Actually, after this podcast, I'm literally going to my backyard to practice barriers. No joke. If you don't believe me, you can DM me and I'll send you a video of me practicing barriers. Anyway, mountain bike season's over, guys. Unless you're going to Wisconsin like me. I don't even know if there'll be mountain bike racing then. We don't even know if there'll be nationals. We'll see on April 30th, like I said. Or when nationals will be postponed to. I'm not entirely sure. But... If you want to get good at cross or never done cross, now is the time to get a cross bike, obviously, if you have the financial means to do so, and to start practicing. And then when you come to cross season, you can have this huge advantage on people who waited, and you can really dial your skills down. Because me personally, I just don't get my cross skills in time for the season because I just spend too much time focusing on my mountain bike and my road bike. And then cross is always like a second thought. But this year, now I have the chance to really prioritize riding the cross bike and a lot of time to train and get my skills ready for it so i'm really excited about that and especially for people who didn't get a race this spring and summer this fall is going to be huge there's going to be so many events this fall and if you want to pack into cross like mountain biking you only get a race on sunday usually in at least the local usac series we have here in texas timbra but cross is most likely saturday sunday racing so that's, that's double the racing for one weekend, so you can make up for all your missed racing in spring. It's amazing. 
And if you don't have a cross bike, you can always race it on your mountain bike. People may heckle you. Just a disclaimer on heckling. Most, okay, I think some people may like be upset with you for riding a mountain bike in a cross race. First of all, it's allowed in USAC, like rules. It's not allowed in UCI racing, but at USA cycling events, especially if you're in a four fives race or the threes, if someone gives you trouble, they're in the wrong, not you. I know like someone who is racing a mountain bike race, and not a mountain bike race, a cross race on the mountain bike. He got heckled, and I think they met it in good spirit because in cyclocross, heckling is a part of cyclocross. Like you give people crap. I mean, I'll be like, "Oh, you're a mountain biker." Disclaimer: I rode my mountain bike in the P one two three cross races for the majority of last season until I got my cross bike when I was going to do a UCI cross race, and I actually ended up doing just fine. I don't think. Did I win a cross race? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I, I I got podium, plenty of times in those races, but I'm not entirely sure if I won one. I don't think I did, but I got second place, a ton of times, which kind of sucks. But what can you do? But as I'm, the point I'm getting to is here: if you've a mountain bike, no shame in racing a cross race on a mountain bike. It may even be faster for some Texas courses, to be honest. Just the way they're designed. And if anyone gives you crap for it, they're in the wrong. And if they are giving you crap, they're probably joking. Heckling's part of cyclocross. And some people that are newcomers to it may not understand that. So I just want to be clear. It's totally okay to do a cross race on your mountain bike. And, yeah. Obviously, you can't do a road race on your mountain bike. That's dangerous. But a cross race on your mountain bike is a completely different thing. <sighs> Sorry. Now I'm just thinking. Think this. Uh, this podcast is almost 15 minutes, so I think we'll cover one more topic, and then oh oh yeah, sleep. Okay, this is mostly for the kids listening to this podcast. Just because you don't have school, does not mean you can just ruin your sleep schedule to play video games all night and stay up till 5 a.m. If you are training more than you ever have been, which I know a lot of kids are because of they have nothing to do all day, including myself, you still have to maintain good sleep hygiene. Like, come on. I go to bed still at like 10, 10.30, rarely 11, because I train so hard, I'm just exhausted at the end of the day. And do not, do not waste all the great training you've done by completely ignoring your sleep. If you... I feel like some people miss over this point. And this is so late in the podcast. Hopefully... A lot of you have made it because here is something you have to remember. You can do all the training you want, but until you stop and rest and let your muscles repair themselves, let your heart recover, let your lungs recover, nothing happens. Until you stop and rest, the training you do isn't productive because when you train, you're destroying your muscles. You're not getting fit. During your exercise, you're getting fit after your exercise. And I think the biggest thing for developing athletes is understanding that if you want to make the most of your training, you have to recover just as hard or soft or whatever way you want to look at it as your training. And especially just in general, guys, if you don't get the amount of sleep right now, you're stunting your growth. Like, and you're just long-term development as an athlete, as a human being, I mean... Come on, get it together, guys. But seriously, 
you really need to focus on recovery. And if you've been training more stretching, foam rolling, I've been doing a ton of that. I always get that in. And then I just, I'm lights out. All right, that's all I have for today. Peterson Pedaling Podcast, episode number three. That was a lot easier to record than I thought it would. And hopefully I can uh, make another one here soon. I would really love to answer some questions. I don't even know what you guys ask me, but we'll see. All right, Austin Peterson out. Y'all have an amazing day. Go ride your bike.